Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin County Medical Center, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's level one adult and pediatric trauma center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin County Medical Center, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning. Welcome to Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters on this Sunday morning. Good morning to you, your host, Dr. David Hilden. What's up? Uh, well, you're up in Adam, and uh, you hope to see the eclipse tomorrow. I do. Uh, anybody heard of this thing? Yeah, I heard. There, I heard. There's. I, I. I just. I just got wind of it. There's something going on. Around. No. Here's the deal. Right from here, a couple of my family members and I are are heading to Beatrice, Nebraska, hmm. along with a couple hundred million of our closest friends. Oh, I boy. think. Yeah. You see pictures of. Uh, uh, Crowded freeways. And oh, I know. And gas running out. It's going to yeah. be like Armageddon. You know, people fleeing. It's going to be like a <laughs> like a Hollywood movie. Everybody heading out well, of Well, you're town. just going to be practicing for the state fair. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be exactly perfect practice. I'm afraid I'm going to be stuck on high. Here's the, here's the scenario that I hope doesn't happen. I'm going to be sitting on Interstate 80 somewhere around Omaha, and there's going to be no gas left at any of the gas stations. I'm going to be standing out there at the side of the road. And this is all to see a two-minute eclipse. Now, where did you say that the f- people had run out of gas already? Oh, in my sister-in-law state? lives in Boise, Idaho, and gas stations are running out of gas already. Wow. And, and I heard the Great Northwest is, even, is a huge area because the entire population of Seattle is going to be driving south to Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and goodness. it's just going to be gridlock there. So I'm going to Nebraska with some family members. I'm really actually kind of into it. It's pretty cool. And um, I'm learning a lot about it. I've sort of geeked out about it a little bit. And if you want to, if you want to learn a little bit about it, and you want to geek out a little bit yourself, go to my blog site. I wrote a post yesterday about what it does to your eyes. Kind of um, explained what it really does to your eyes because everybody knows that you look at the sun. Your mother told you you look at the sun, you burn your eyes. Well, what really happens? So I took a little medical perspective on it. I have a couple cool pictures from NASA, and I explained a little bit about your eye, because this is a medical thing after all. MyHealthyMatters.org, 150 people checked it out yesterday right wow. after I did it, so uh, maybe a few hundred, few hundred more want to look at it today. If you haven't subscribed to the blog, it's at MyHealthyMatters.org. You don't have to subscribe. You can just read it. But if you give me your email message, then you get notified when, we get, when I do more posts. So Good. that's cool. And also, I'm going to try, I don't know if this will work, but I'm going to try to send some Twitters, some tweets from Beatrice, Nebraska. But I've understood that there's cell phone coverage and all that's going to be wiped out because they can't keep up with all the people trying to do it. They're that. actually putting in temporary cell temporary phone towers. Temporary towers yeah. and all that. So um, if my Twitter deal is Dr. David Hilden, Dr. David Hilden. You can, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, go ahead and do that as well. All right, we have uh, invited, our, as we always do, our uh, listeners to join in by phone or by text 
651-989-9226. Text is 81807 with the topic today. We're going to talk to a colleague of mine, um, and we're going to talk mostly about older adults and even more specifically kind of about how do you manage chronic aches and pains of your older adult life. So a pain management for the older adult is sort of what we're going to talk about. But there's other, you know, anything about the health care for older older folks. because And the reason we're doing that is because my guest is specially trained in geriatrics. She is a physician at HCMC and practices at our Richfield Clinic. Her name is Mangie O'Shea Faisal. How did I do, Mangie, on your name? Quite, quite good. I'm thanks, impressed. Thanks for being here on the show. <laughs> Dr. O'Shea Faisal practices at our Richfield Clinic, which is at the corner of 66th and Lindale. She sees patients out there in Richfield. So if you are living South Minneapolis, Richfield, Bloomington, Eden Prairie, Edina, um, Lakeville, Apple Valley, all that in the south and west metro, you're going to want to come to our Richfield Clinic. It's a beautiful clinic. When did you start there? Not that long ago. I actually started there last year in September. One year ago. Yep, um, just about. So uh, my my sister and I were talking about that used to be the a Champs restaurant, and that was a great restaurant, but it's even better purpose now. Remember that place, Denny? Yeah, it was it was I a do, restaurant. Yeah. But, but now it's a state-of-the-art clinic. It is. It's a pretty good place to practice, isn't it? Yep. It is. Yeah, so Dr. Oshifeso sees adults, um, not just older adults. She'll see anyone, you know, 18, 19, 20, uh, young adults as well. Mm -hmm. Your practice is probably pretty mixed, but you also have some training in geriatrics. How did you get interested in that? I do. Well, I actually completed my residency in Cleveland in a nice little hospital called St. Vincent. And um, I had decided early enough that I wanted to practice, um, do primary care. I discovered during my, my um, residency that most of my patients were actually old, mm-hmm. 60 and above. I decided, hey, if I'm going to see these kind of patients, I wanted to know what I was doing. Yeah, that's a good way to go. So uh, now, now, Mandy, I got to ask you, is 60, is that where old happens or is it 50 or is it 70? <laughs> you know, what? the official age actually is 65. Is, is that the, it is. Because you, yeah, that's, that's always a funny thing because when, when I hit the... When I got to the wrong side of age 50, I wondered if that was getting old because I started getting emails about or mailings in the mail about retirement things and all that. <laughs> Where did you do your geriatrics training? Um, at Metro Health um, Medical Center. You were at Metro Health in Cleveland. I was. I was. So Metro Health, I've, I've not been in there, but I've driven by it on the mm. freeway. My kid used to go to school near Cleveland, and oh, I've, really? been to some, I've been to a, another clinic in Cleveland. Mm. Um, but Metro Health is yeah. an awesome one that serves a wide-ranging, diverse population it of does. Cleveland, doesn't it? It does. It, this place um, actually reminds me of Metro Health. So yeah. yeah. One yes. of the reasons I, I decided to, to work here. Yeah, Manji and I both have similar interests, I bet, in being at a place where all people get served of, from all walks of life and, and, and serves everybody and, and, I would say, provides the best health care around to everybody. That, that was what right. Metro Health was, was all about in Cleveland, if I remember, and that's what we're about as well. Well, thanks for being on the show today. Mangie hasn't been on the show. We've done the show for nine years, and for those of you who have listened for many of those years, it might feel like nine years to many of you. But uh, but this today is actually our 450th show, 450. So we're catching up to the Simpsons is the way I figure it. Oh, wow. um, 450 shows over nine years. So I just wanted to mark that. Those of you who um, have listened to many of those shows, a great big thank you. We have listeners who listen from all over the country, uh, both on air in the five-state area here from the Dakotas to have lots of good listeners down there in Iowa. Hi, Iowans. And loads of people from Wisconsin and Minnesota. But we also get people listening online at WCCO.com. 
from all over the place. So if you're listening in Arizona or Florida, or we've had callers from Los Angeles, from South Africa, thank you for listening. This is our 450th show, and uh, I appreciate it. Wouldn't ha- I appreciate your listening? It wouldn't happen without you, the listeners. So let's talk a little bit about um, the practice of older adults. So when you see patients in clinic, you tend to see patients with what we sometimes call geriatric syndromes, where they have lots of different things. What, do you, what, what, what is different about older adults where they have multiple things that seem to be going on, and how can you help them? So when we talk about geriatric syndromes, um, it's just basically medical problems that our elderly patients have that actually have more than one cause, and it involves more than one part of the body. Um, examples. So um, we've noticed that most of our older patients tend to have falls and um, falls are due to more than one reason. They could have problems with their vision. They could have problems with their balance. So um, another problem is um, something that people don't like talking about, urinary incontinence. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of that as well. Um, Sleep disturbances. Um, They have things like delirium, um, acute confusional states, and um, um, other problems that they might have as well. Right, so I, I'll bet there are a lot of people right now kind of nodding their head up and down saying, yep, that sounds like my husband, Herb, mm-hmm. or that, that sounds like my, ma, my mom, um, where, you, where you start to get things that it, sometimes it's hard to put your finger on. Like, let's take the first thing you said for mm-hmm. a second there, falls. Right. Older adults fall more. What are some of the reasons why they fall? Because I want you to tell me what some of them are because so people can hear there's a, different, a lot of different reasons, aren't there? That's right. And the funniest thing is sometimes um, we know that when we get older, um, our vision changes. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of times patients just have problems with their vision. They feel as if, hey, I can get up at night and still go about where I want to go. And they haven't realized that they have that problem Mm -hmm. and they can fall. Um, When they're um, having problems with their balance as well, um, um, that can cause them to have falls. And things like having clutter in the house. Amazingly, you trip over, on stuff. You trip and you fall. That's right. You can you can do that. You can slip. Um, pe- pe- people that have um, floors that have rugs, we've discovered that patients slip on 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 their rugs and they can fall and sustain an injury. Well, see, you know, see, Manji, I wouldn't know anything about that because my house has no clutter. It does. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Anybody who's been in my house knows that there's about nothing. It could be further from the truth there. I, te- I do tend a little bit to clutter. Right. And, and, you know, and not only that, there's a dog to trip on mm-hmm. um, and the dog toys and tennis shoes, sneakers lying around. But it's all joking aside. If you are an older adult who's got already maybe a little vision problem and you're getting up in the night to urinate because you have your incontinence problem that's and then right. you're tripping on the rug and on a sneaker that's lying around, that's a big deal. Are you able to spend some time in clinic and talk to patients about this kind of stuff? I am, yeah. Especially if I'm seeing a patient for the first time, I get more time to see those patients, and we can address some of these um, problems that they have. So yeah. yes, I've often said that. Um, you know, patients ask me, "Well, when should I see a geriatrician?" You know, because in, in a, someone who's not been trained in geriatrics medicine, like me, I have not. Mm-hmm. Um, an internal medicine doctor can do a lot of the stuff, but not. But what a geriatrician offers is someone who is able to put together your whole life as an older adult. And as you've kind of said, things that have a lot of different causes and they can put it all together and they can spend some time with you and use their um, specialized expertise to help you as a, a, um, an older adult. 
I'm talking to Dr. Manji Oshifeso, who is from our Richfield Clinic at HCMC. If you want to see her or any of our, our um, doctors um, in primary care at the Richfield Clinic, it's at the corner of 66th and Lindale, in, in right on the edge of Richfield in South Minneapolis. Um, great neighborhood there where lots of people live. The number to reach her or her scheduling people, I should say, is 612 873 6963. And if you're a letters kind of person, that's 612-873-MY-MD. And you can get in to see Dr. Manji Oshifeso. I'm going to spell it for you. O-S-I-F-E-S-O. O-F-I. Is that right? O-S-I-F-E-S-O. Dr. Oshifeso. And she's at the Richfield Clinic. And um, she's a fabulous geriatrician and general internist. So 612-873-6963 to see her. All right, very good. We'll take our usual break right here, welcoming our listeners to join in on the conversation by phone, which is 651-989-9226, or you can send a text like some folks are already doing, 81807. CCO time is 745. State Fair sales savings up to $8,000 or 0% for six years on select Buicks at McCarthy Auto World in Coon Rapids. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking today about pain medication management for the older adult and accepting your phone calls or text messages. It's kind of like another open line show. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. anything you want to talk about for, um, for your older adults, if you are one mm-hmm. or you know one. Or care you have any, about one. Or you care about one. You have question, any questions about, um, about aging and the like. We have a lot of questions from the text line. Now I want to get back to um, – uh, some of the things we were talking about before we uh, we talked about falls already. We did. You, you mentioned something, and we're going to get to the pain management. Those of you who are waiting for that, we're going to get to that as well. But you mentioned about urinary problems as well in older adults. That's right. Somebody texted that, and so I'm going to use their text message to ask you to say a little bit more about that. Someone just said, "Why do older adults need to urinate during the night?" It's not just older adults, nope. but it seems to happen more. Yep, it does. Now, we know um, in our male population, as we get older, we start having problems with our prostate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Like for, when we hit about 40 years old. <laughs> that's right. So um, when you have issues with your prostate, it can, it can actually make you go to the bathroom more. Um, if you're on medications that make you urinate more, um, uh, like some medications for high blood pressure, that, that can make you get up to go more. Um, if you have an infection, um, that can make you go as well. Um, that's in men and women, isn't it? That is right, in men and women. For females, we tend to um, have problems, um, weakness with our, the organs around our pelvis. So um, when we have that problem, we tend to not be able to control our urine as well. So coughing, sneezing, laughing, you leak can have a little that. bit, yeah. That's right, you can leak. So. And, then, and then that's what we mean when we were talking at the very beginning of the show about geriatric syndromes. Not only do you're at a high, little bit higher risk of falling, but then you're getting up more in the middle of the night, that is right. which might lead you to do that a little bit more. Can you say more about women and urinary issues? Is that an inevitability of being female and getting older, or is it because of childbirth, or is it what's the deal with that? Right, right. You know, when, you, when you've given birth, definitely, that weakens the pelvic organs more. So you tend to have incontinence. doesn't mean that just because you've had kids that you will have incontinence, but it just puts you at a higher risk for that. Um, well, we can have patients that haven't had children and have incontinence as well. Um, and re- remember, like I said, um, there are different things that can cause that. Let me tell you one, one thing that can cause incontinence um, um, or you getting up at night more to go to the bathroom. If you have sleep apnea. Oh, 
you tend to get up more at night to go to the bathroom. Oh, you do? You do. So I didn't know that as well. We've mm-hmm. talked about sleep apnea yeah. before. I don't know if we've talked about that aspect. That's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Let's move a little bit, if we could, to, um, and then there's about 10 text messages I want to get to. Okay. Um, let's move a little bit about pain management, because right. that's what we've sort of said is going to be the main focus of our show. Is it common? In your practice to see um, older adults with pain problems. It is. It is really common. So you have patients coming in. Up to half of the patients you're seeing in the day will come in with Have problems. some kind of pain they're living with day to day? That is right. Wow. What do you think most of the causes of, the, of it are? So for the older population, osteoarthritis. Arthritis tends to be the commonest reason patients have pain. Um, they come in with knee pain, with back pain, shoulder pain. They've had previous injuries when they were young. And that would affect um, those joints and put them at a higher risk for having osteoarthritis um, later on. So mostly knees, hips. That's right. But it could be back. anywhere. Back. It could be. Back as well. That's right. So osteoarth- osteoarthritis can, is, is very common in aging people. You mentioned an interesting thing there. I've had a lot of people. I've had people call into the show saying my knee has got really bad arthritis and it's the same knee I bashed up playing soccer when I was in high school. Yep. So previous trauma can do that. That's so what right. um what um what do you tell patients? Because I know that older adults taking medications can have lots of effects. And so do you just say, here's two pills, call me in the morning? Or what can you do for folks? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, it's not just, here, take these two pills. No. Nope. I kind of had a sense that that maybe wasn't what you were going to say. No, no, no. Take two so, aspirin and call me in the morning. Right. So the problem is that um, as we get older, um, we have lots of medical problems. So we have to consider all those kind of things when patients have pain. Um, so if a patient does have pain and you're talking to them over the phone, tell them to come in. You want to ask some questions to clearly figure out what's causing the pain. Um, you want to know their medical problems. Um, you want to know what other medications they're on as well. Don't just give them medications and tell them to go. Or don't tell them to take their Wives or <laughs> yeah, exactly. family members' medication. That's Digging around in the on. medicine cabinet for no. somebody else's meds are a really bad idea. That's isn't right. It? And it's not all medications, is it? There, you know, you know, there are other things to try as well. That's right. So generally when patients do have pain, we like to try, start with um, non-pharmacologic options, so no medications. So we do things like exercise. We've discovered that oh, exercise come on, is Angie, good. Oh, come we got to exercise yes, too? Yes, we do. Especially if you have mild to moderate pain, we've discovered that the more you move, the better for your joints. But doctor, it hurts. It hurts it to exercise. <laughs> it does. It'll hurt more not to exercise eventually. So, But yes, exercise is something that I would definitely um, want patients to do. We do things like heat and cold. We've discovered that those work very well. Um, um, like icing like, it and heating pads. That is right. So you what? Do you, what before you move on from that, what do you mm-hmm. tell patients? Ask me that all the time, and I usually go, "Duh, I'm not sure." Heat or cold? Which do you, which do you do? Both, actually. Both. Yeah, that's right. So if there's an acute injury, cold is good. It helps with the to reduce it, the. Yeah. That's right. It reduces the inflammation. Everyone knows that mnemonic rice, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's I. Um, R I C E rice. That is right. See, that's rest right. it. Rest. Ice, ice it. Compress, compress and elevate. Elevate, yeah. That's right. So then you can alternate as the, the injury gets older. You can use heat, um, alternate with cold. So it feels work. good to put heat on there, yeah. That's right. All right. Um, so we're talking about some pain management things. So we've done exercise. Mm-hmm. We've done the rice thing. We've put heat and cold. What else can you do? 
we can actually try things like um, massage therapy. Everyone likes massages, right? So that's something Darn that can be tootin'. done. <laughs> and then we've discovered that they, they also have this kind of ultrasound therapy that they do as well that helps with that. Um, for women who've had babies, um, they know about the TENS machine. Mm-hmm. So it's like some kind of electrical stimulation, um, and that actually helps with pain as well. Um, and do you then, send people for acupuncture ever? They do. Acupuncture is something that I've had patients come in, tell me that they've tried acupuncture and it works great, and others come in and say yeah, do a thing. it doesn't work. Right? Yeah, I've had the same thing. Yeah. I actually do send people for acupuncture, and I've had other people, in all honesty, tell me, how, why are you doing that? You're a medical doctor. You went to medical school. You're not supposed to be doing that. But, you know, there are some things we don't understand in that's the world, right. and maybe acupuncture is one of them because I have had many patients come and say, that's what did the trick. Mm-hmm. That's what helped me out. Right. You've seen that as well? I have. Hannah Pan has acupuncturist, by the way. You know, so um, uh, I think my wife saw him. Uh, uh, we have acupuncturists throughout our system, not at every location, but it, but just as a little side note, if you want an acupuncturist, it's the same number, 612-873-MY-MD, and we do have acupuncturists as well. Should we? We do have phones, Denny. Do we have time to do that? We Tell maybe. What, do we have time? Let's let's try to grab at least set up the question. Loretta is calling from Ham Lake. If we don't completely answer it, we can carry it over uh, after the break. Uh, Loretta, what is your question, please? Thanks for waiting. Uh, thank you for your program. Um, I have rheumatoid ulcers on both ankles, and I can't find anybody here in Minneapolis. To treat them, does your hospital have a wound care center? We do have a wound care center. You said rheumatoid ulcers. Do you see? I'm not exactly sure about those. Um, do you mean you have like rheumatoid arthritis? But you're talking about your skin here, right, Loretta? Right. right. I've had these ulcers since 2001, and. My husband had cancer, and I had to take care of him. But uh, when he was down at Mayo Clinic, I questioned his doctor, and they got me tied up with uh, the wound care clinic in uh, at the Mayo. Right. Well, we do indeed at Hennepin have the wound. It's a, it's associated with our surgery program and our and our burn center. It's called the Wound Clinic. It's a great clinic, actually. Um, so if you want a specialized wound care person, and I do recommend it, call them up, Loretta, 612-873-6963. I'll give that number again after the sure, break as very well. Good. We will have we have another half hour of the show to go, so stay with us. Overcast right now in the Twin Cities, 66 degrees. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. Uh, among other things, we're talking about pain medication management in older adults. And uh, Dr. David Hilden, your host, we mentioned this uh, last half hour that it is kind of an open line show about older adults. About older adults, yeah. yeah. And to help us out with that, Denny, um, thank you for that. It, um, I have Dr. Um, Manji Oshafeso. She is an internist and a geriatrician. An internist is a doctor for adults. A geriatrician is a doctor for older adults. And she's all of that. So thanks for being on the show, Mangie. Well, thank you for inviting me. Good to have you here. We were talking about a number of things regarding older adults, and Loretta um, called earlier before, and I just we got a little rushed because of the time. So, Loretta, if you happen to be still listening, um, 
you had wounds on your feet. And I, I did want you to know that there is a wound clinic very specifically for wounds on your feet. And, and the number to do that is 612-873-MY-MD. Or in numbers, that's 612-873-6963. And simply ask for the wound clinic at HCMC. One of the things we do very well at a trauma center like HCMC is that we have an incredible um, wound care program because people come in wounded a lot. And and we have a burn center that's the best in the country, basically. And what is a burn but a wound to your skin? And so we have, we have a, a comprehensive wound care center staffed with nurses and doctors. And, um, and uh, so I encourage you to look into that. Now, one of the things that the caller said, um, Dr. Oshafeso, is that is that she was having wounds on her feet. Do you get people, particularly diabetics and the like, in your clinic that get foot wounds, and what do you tell them? We, we do. Um, so for diabetics, um, funniest thing is the reason, um, they have different reasons for having wounds on their, on their feet. Um, they've got problems with the uh, blood supply to their legs, so they tend to have wounds, and they have problems to the nerves as well. So they, they actually don't feel when they have wounds, so that's a, that's a bad thing. So, when yes. you can't feel your feet and you no. get a wound, you can't even tell. That's right. Um, so, yes, they do come in with, with wounds. And, yes, I would send them to the wound care clinic as well. Yep. Now, Loretta had what she called rheumatologic ulcers, and you and I both kind of looked at each other because we weren't really sure what that was. And specifically, right. that isn't a term that, that resonated with us. But I bet what Loretta is talking about is that she's probably got some bony abnormalities on her feet, maybe a charco foot or something, or she's got a bone that's protruding maybe a little bit, and maybe the wounds are over over that. So um, if you do have um, rheumatologic disease like rheumatoid arthritis, I do want to make sure that you have a good rheumatologist to see, and I'll I'll bet she has that as well. We have, um, I want to get back into pain management because we talked before the break about a number of things people could do for their pain, and you talked about um, exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You talked about other non-pharmacologic things. Um, We talked a little bit about acupuncture. You talked about ultrasound. You talked about heat and ice. Those are all great. But then eventually, some people need medications. They do. What are your thoughts on medications in older adults for pain? So um, I'm sure you've heard this, but generally for geriatricians, um, we like to start low and go slow. So we That's like the to... mantra of geriatricians, <laughs> that isn't is it? That is right. That's right. So anything we're starting, we want to start the lowest dose possible and then slowly increase it. So yes, for pain, um, it depends on how bad your pain is. If you've got mild to moderate pain, we use that WHO ladder for pain and we start at Tylenol. Mm-hmm. So um, um, a paracetamol and... Um, Paracetamol, that's because you, know, you did a lot of training overseas. That's right. So that's what, actually, that's what I, so acetaminophen, I beg your pardon. Yeah, acetaminophen so, or yeah. Tylenol, that's right? That's right, right. So we would start with that. Um, and generally, I would say, um, now for patients that have chronic pain, um, I think um, the problems they, um, people tend to have is that they take the um, Tylenol just as needed. Right. Um, I would recommend you taking it regularly. Oh. Um, and I would generally tell my patients they could take um, one gram, so two 500 milligram tablets regularly twice a day, whether they have pain or not. So, um, um, so try to be, keep it under control a little that bit. That is right. That's so that's right. first step. First step. Um, and then from that, I would go on to are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. Um, things like uh, ibuprofen, things like um, naproxen, um, 
Uh, and um, there was I somebody think- who texted in, excuse me, he texted mm-hmm. in um, about the non steroidals like right. ibuprofen and naproxen. Somebody mm-hmm. said um, a, tot- a total lack. Right. That's another one I think it goes under the brand name Loading. Uh-huh. That's another one of those. So for your that texter, that's what that's the class that that medicine is. It's it a non steroidal. Right. Now, with the elderly, we're, um, we don't commonly like to prescribe that. And it's just. Yeah, because- geriatricians aren't real enthusiastic about them. Why? No. Well, we, we found out that. Like I said, most of our patients have medical problems. So a lot of patients have high blood pressure. We know that those medications can actually make you retain water and actually increase your blood pressure. Um, patients that have heart failure as well. You retain water, your heart failure gets worse. Um, we also found out that it can cause irritation of your stomach. So you have bleeding, um, uh, ulcers. It can actually um, damage your kidneys as well. So... Yeah, it sounds awful. I, I know, right? <laughs> Look, you're absolutely right, though. This is your ibuprofen, mm-hmm. your Totalac, your right. naproxen. Has though, does have those potential side effects. It does, it does. And we, we also found out that ibuprofen actually sometimes limits the activity of aspirin. So if you're on aspirin because you've got things like um, um, you've had a heart attack in the past, you've had a stroke, um, and want to prevent that, um, Ibuprofen actually um, limits its its activity, so we would actually suggest naproxen. Naproxen, naproxen. would actually be better. That's is that right. better for older adults too, it, it or is. for anybody? You like those for all your patients? Yeah. yeah. So we went from acetaminophen mm-hmm. or Tylenol to the non steroidals. Like That's we've right. named several of them. You can buy all those over the counter. You can. What do you do next? Okay, so I'm going to step up to another. This is now non-opioid. I'm still. We're not to the opiates, and when we say opiates, um, to the listeners, we're talking narcotics, the the big ones. Yeah. So you can actually, depending on the kind of pain you have, patients that have nerve pain, um, neuropathic pain, and we know we have patients that have diabetes that tend to have problems like that. We would go to some other kind of medications, um, like medications for um, 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 seizures, so anticonvulsants would be used as well for... Um, like gabapentin that, and that the like. That is right, or pregabalin. Or pregabalin. That's right. And um, would also use things like um, antidepressants, um, tricyclic antidepressants like amitriptyline. Now, for our geriatric population, we actually don't like those kind of medications. So we would move away from that type and we would go to the others. But for younger like, adults, they do work. When your doctor right. says, I'm going to give you this seizure medicine, it's mm-hmm. called gabapentin, or I'm going to give you this antidepressant, it's mm-hmm. called amitriptyline. You're thinking, what? Mm-hmm. But they are used for pain and they're not yet to the point of an opiate. That's right. right. That's right. So those are that's for, for nerve pain. Um, we would also go on to things like um, um, other antidepressants like um, duloxetine. That would work well for, for nerve pain as well. People get pretty good results with that duloxetine. It goes under the brand name Cymbalta. Mm-hmm. That's right. So um, after that, we could actually move to now our narcotics, and we would start that for patients with moderate to severe pain. Um, so our narcotic uh, medications, still starting with the um, start low or go slow kind of thing. Um, We'll start with the lowest dose. Um, Examples of things like morphine. Now, morphine and um, um, hydrocodone actually are on equivalent, on on par. So we would start with medications like that, low dose of that. Um, Any patient that's starting on that, we would want to make sure they're on medications to make sure they can move their bowels as well. Because we know that as doctors, that once you're on that medication... You're not having a bowel movement. You are not. You tend to have constipation. It's like putting a cork. Right. Yeah. So 
All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to we have a lot more because I want to talk to you more about this one. And we talked to you particularly about, you know, in all seriousness, how we use um, uh, narcotics and with bowels and the like. And we're going to take a break. And then I have about 25 text messages. I want to try to get through some of them if we could. Or you can give us a call. 651-989-9226. By the way, our text number is 81807. CCO temperature reading 67 degrees. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking, among other things, about pain medication management for older adults or the uh, uh, keeping older adults healthy. Or exactly. Them out. Yeah. Exactly, Danny. So we're talking with Dr. Manji Oshafeso from our Richfield Clinic. I don't. I want um, to make sure people know how to get a hold of her because she is a terrific general internal medicine doctor and specialty care in geriatrics, although you can be a younger adult as well and see her. In fact, you can be 21 years old and she'll take care of you. Um, she's at our Richfield Clinic at the corner of 66 in Lindale. It's one of the newest clinics in the Hennepin family of clinics. We have the clinics all over the place. They're in Golden Valley, and we're in St. Anthony, and East Lake, and Whittier, and and up in Brooklyn Center and Brooklyn Park, we're downtown, and we're also in Richfield. It's one of our. It's been there for decades, but the new facility's only been there about a year. And Dr. Oshafeso is there. The number is six one two eight seven three sixty nine sixty three. Okay, um, Angie, we were talking about we were we were up to narcotics. So That's you mentioned right. about the bowel. So you put somebody on hydrocodone. You put somebody on morphine because they've got a real issue with pain. What's the, what do you mean about the bowels? Now, um, for opioids, we know that uh, there are different side effects, and those side effects, other side effects, tend to to lessen after you've been on the medication for a while. But for constipation, we know that um, it, once you're on medications like um, opioids, you will always have constipation. Your body never gets used to it or develops a tolerance to constipation uh, to that. Isn't constipation just kind of a general problem with older adults? A little bit, uh, a little bit more often, or is that not the case? No, that's I, I would put that that's as a not myth. the case. Is that, that is in a, the myth category? That is a Correct myth. me. So that, that is, is not the problem. But when you're on myth. opiates, it's the problem. But as older adults don't normally struggle with that. No. I mean, not routinely. Not routinely. Can we handle a few of these text messages? We're going to do a a little bit of a lightning round, I think, here, because there's a lot of them. Um, Let me see. Um, I'm a 66-year-old female, and I'm in my fourth week of acute sciatica pain. How long before this nightmare runs its course? So she has acute pain, but not chronic pain. Right, right. And generally for acute pain, we would expect it to resolve after or start getting better after about two weeks. Um, sometimes it, sometimes acute pain goes on to, unfortunately, chronic pain. And hopefully, um, you'll, I don't know. Hopefully Four weeks is getting a little bit right, longer, it isn't is, it? it is getting longer. Hey, maybe, when do you start ordering pictures? So if someone comes with a sciatic pain, they've mm-hmm. got shooting pain down their leg, and, it, and for listeners, um, that's usually from a nerve or something in the back. But it, right. like you just said, it gets better in most people in a that's few right. weeks. When do you start, when I say getting pictures, when do you start getting MRIs and the like? So when a patient starts complaining of things like weakness in their lower extremities, um, when they start having problems with their bowel or their bladder, um, if they say that they've got um, symptoms that are just getting worse, um, if they've had trauma, definitely, I would, would do it, yeah. I would definitely do imaging. So, But yeah, if they come in with all those things, I would want to get some imaging done to see what's going on. So to this person who's, it's... Nightmares probably about it. it. Probably really hurts, and yeah. it's not getting better. So if it's getting worse and worse, and it's just not getting better, it might be time, isn't it? That's right. Okay, here's another text. Um, 
What about arthritis in the fingers? Earlier you said mm-hmm. that arthritis is the most common cause of ongoing pain in, right. in your population in older adults. This one says, what's the best treatment for arthritis in the fingers? Ooh. That's a hard one, isn't it? Right, And a right. lot of people have it. We do, they do. Now, so my assumption is that this is osteoarthritis. But let me just tell you, for rheumatoid arthritis, they actually have some kind of hand therapy that they do. They would They actually put your hands in liquid paraffin, and that seems to help with rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. Maybe it would help with osteo wow, as wow. well. Yeah, it is because, um, you know, an osteoarthritis is, is you know, you've got to use your fingers and That's that right. can be hard. Yeah. Um, let's try another one of these. What about, I've heard of acupuncture for the face instead of Botox. I'm not sure what they're getting at. Mm. Acupuncture, if, if that's facial pain or if that's muscle things, but uh, I'm not familiar with that one. Mm, I'm sure they could do acupuncture, but for no, darn near anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, really I heard um, we had um, one of our the, the head of our OBGYN department also does um, acupuncture, and she said she did it for menstrual pain before. Oh, so that's really? a kind of a pain um, um, for a, a younger um, woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have um, like oh goodness, Danny's giving me the one minute sign, and there's about twenty more of these. How about this? Uh, my mom's 88. She had a stroke 10 months ago. Now many bowel issues, constipation, diarrhea, anxiety, already takes a stool softener and anti-constipation meds. Would anti-anxiety med help at all? Oh, right. That's all asking a lot, isn't it? It is, it is. In but 30 seconds. She, she would have to be assessed to see if um, she, she does have anxiety and um, as required based on the assessment. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one. Yeah. Lastly, here's one about, is it common for middle-aged people to dislocate your ribs? Oh, gosh, no. No, that, <laughs> I, I'm looking at you. I'm going to say the same thing. No, that would no. not be terribly common. We are out of time. Oh, my. Well, how could we get a, a hold of You want to get a, get a hold of Dr. Manji Oshafeso at our Richfield Clinic at 612-873-6963. And please do check out the blog. My latest post came up just 24 hours ago. It's about the eclipse and being safe with your eyes. It's at myhealthymatters.org. See you at the fair. See you at the fair next week. week Come today. out, 730. Good. Thanks, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 